going to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Welcome to the next episode of the Tabor Gridiron Podcast. I'm Steven here with Isaac. Hello. And we have another special guest. Are you really a guest? I, I, it's I kind of like know. really the 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 glue. Let's say the glue. <laughs> the glue. That's to a nice our podcast. You. Yeah. And Aaron. Yes. You're a Tabor. You got to be here. You got to be part of this. And my beautiful wife, Aaron Tabor, on the podcast for the second time. I did get yelled at. No, I wasn't yelled at. <laughs> that I didn't have her back after being on. But we watch football together. We all watch football together. We all talk about football together. And so we figured we have to get, well, the mom's perspective, right, Isaac? Yeah. Of of football. We will break down a little bit of the Bears. We did watch that. Some Sunday night football. Good loss for the Packers. Can you say that? Good loss. We're happy the Packers lost. Let's I mean, just put it that we're, way. we're trying to be equal here, but yeah, you know, there you are know. there are some teams that we like more than others. <laughs> anyway, like us, follow us wherever you get your podcast. You can share us. That's the best thing for us. So please do that. Comment on the Podbean app and send us an email anytime. TaborGridiron at gmail.com. All right, Isaac. What do we got this week? Well, for one thing I wanted to highlight is the Jets and how well they've been playing. Because in the past, I've kind of used them in my mind just as a kid and even like a year ago. I use them kind of as the benchmark for like the worst team. Like they they've had bad streaks for a while. It was the Browns, but then the Browns started to pick up uh, traction. But the Jets for a while just kind of were at like the bottom of the barrel in my mind, and I never really noticed them. Like they would play a game, and I'm just like, oh yeah, it's the Jets. But this year, I've really started to notice them because they have been really performing well. And I know we've been talking about the Eagles having an undefeated streak and how yes, that's inc- that's uh, impressive and it's really cool to see but the thing is they have a very easy schedule and they're playing a lot of teams that aren't really contenders per se and but the uh, but the Jets I looked at them and I, and they had a really good streak and I thought it was the same thing but then I saw they were beating teams like the Packers and the Dolphins I'm like whoa they really got something and Zach Wilson has been doing incredible especially for a relatively newer um quarterback and he's been just playing at a really elite level and I've just been impressed with what I've seen yeah I I agree I think the Jets have done really well beating some pretty impressive teams the Packers and the Dolphins and uh, Wilson has been doing well Um, and what we've seen with the Jets is a rebuilding in the last few years I think we you know they've they have a newer quarterback and Speaking of rebuilding, let's the top story in the last couple days is the Bears trading Roquan Smith. Um, we traded him for a second and a fifth round pick. We also got a linebacker from the Ravens. And then last week it was Robert Quinn. Um, Quinn was is a veteran. I mean, he's been playing for 11 years, so I can kind of go th- there with them on that one. He's not going to be around for too much longer. Um but Smith, I just don't understand. He's the first NFL, uh, first in the NFL for defensive stops. He already has 83 tackles this season, which is, I mean, it's incredible. How do you get rid of somebody like that? Yeah, for sure. I don't know why they did that, and I don't think that was a wise move in any way, shape, or form because 
a year ago, two years ago, I could maybe understand that because Rokon Smith Smith was good all the time, but he wasn't at this level. Like this year, he's just at a whole different level. And a couple years ago, I could have understood why you would do that, especially um, because they were struggling. But now this is the year he's been doing so well and he's been getting all these tackles and they still traded him. Well, see, I think people disagree, though, right now. Like that's where they're looking at going like he's not at the same elite level that he was last year. So, okay, yeah, we can get rid of him. He's on a contract year as well. I I don't agree with it, but that's what kind of they're looking at. Mm -hmm. To me, that's like old school, like you just got rid of Brian Urlacher. Now, I'm not necessarily comparing Roquan Smith with Urlacher. Urlacher was in a different tier, I think, but it's having a really good player on your team, one of the best defensive guys on your team leading the league in tackles for the last couple of years obviously leading this year and you got rid of him in hopes to get a better draft pick yeah I mean I think here's the thing is I've read a lot of things about Ryan Poles is brilliant he's he's making some brilliant moves um you know getting all these draft draft picks and I just I don't know like it's hard to know and I it is a tearing down and also Bears defense, that's what we've been known for. And we just got rid of two of our better defensive players and we're struggling on the offense. Uh, I think Fields did better this last week than he's ever done, but I, I don't understand how you can just, I don't know. The I, Bears need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Like that, yes. that's clear. We understand that offense and defense, but I'm just confused on... I get the Robert Quinn aspect. I just I'm confused about Smith because great, you're saving money. You're, you're you know they're looking at all of that, our, our budget, our cap, all. Mm-hmm. So is mm-hmm. it better for us to keep Roquan? No, we got to redo his contract. But why would you not want to keep a guy like him? Mm-hmm. Right. Again, draft picks are are great. It's a way to rebuild. But we've all been watching football for mm-hmm. years. Draft mm-hmm. picks don't mean you're getting. Right. The next Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Patrick Mahomes, like how many busts are there? How mm-hmm. many guys are just okay? Right. And so when you already have somebody that is going to keep progressing and keep getting better in somebody like Roquan Smith, I just don't understand. Again, we're going to gamble of, yeah, we got two draft picks. So we hope that we will draft somebody as good Probably not going to be better. So as good as Roquan. Or you could just keep Roquan. Right. Yeah. And build around him. Right. I don't know. I'm confused about that. Yeah, I'm confused about that. And especially in the sense of Roquan would be a great leader. Like he is, he's really good and he's been there for a couple of years. So he would be a strong leader. So if you're able to build the team around him, he would give, there would be a chance for him to like mentor to some of the younger and more like inexperienced players to help build them up and they would have a really strong defense so i don't think it was a smart move in any way shape or form and i don't think it's going to go anywhere well you could go back to the last what couple years i mean how many draft picks have the bears given away for players that aren't doing that great i mean we gave away you know draft picks to move up to get quarterbacks and move up Mm -hmm. to get the next person Mm -hmm. and move up to get like and none of it's been working and now they're going oh we don't have any draft picks so we have to get rid of these people now again 
they have smarter people in the office than us <laughs> and, and looking at all of that. Obviously, there's guys in the upcoming draft that they hope or they think is going to help the Bears and at least have the mindset and the mentality of what they are trying to build. We will see. But everybody's kind of on a short leash is the problem. Mm -hmm. We've already kind of seen that and been there, done that in the last couple of years with the Bears. So what happens when they get a couple good draft picks, but then we're still struggling. And so now coach is gone again. Now mm-hmm. polls is gone. We got a new GM. We got a new thing. And they go, oh, well, we don't like this guy. We don't like that guy. I, I don't know. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. I hope that they are planning on keeping Ryan Poles as their GM if he, if they have this big plan for, you know what I mean? Like mm. if he's planning on tearing down and rebuilding the team, I hope they're planning on keeping him for a while because we have seen such an, I mean, how many coaches in the last six, seven years that we've gone through and same, we do the same thing. So hopefully they're planning on keeping Ryan Foles. And I hope so as well. I mean, he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what he could do with the Bears and at least giving him an opportunity, but okay, we can let's talk about not necessarily just the Bears, but kind of really, is it management? I mean, people buy the teams, people have the teams, and they just stick with them for mm-hmm. ever. Uh, but the Bears are a team that you've kind of seen the same song and dance year in and year out. We do get new GMs, they do get new quarterbacks and new coaches and yet it's the same style of play Mm -hmm. the last couple weeks we've seen some good stuff out of justin field Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you remember when we talked to brett isaac yeah where he's like you know it's a system game it's finding that system that that Mm -hmm. works Mm -hmm. and the bears keep bringing these people in and going you're going to work in our system it's just weird to me that the system is always the same no matter who we have and they struggle so is it the top is it the owners going this is what Bears football is. This is what you will work in in our little box. And then these coaches and GMs are trying to make everything happen in that, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if the answer is like sell the team, have different owners, or is it just is it really the coaches and the GMs? And these guys have to start. If you took Lamar Jackson right now, remember we were talking with Brett about mm-hmm. that as well. And you threw him in the Bears right now, he would be struggling. Patrick Mahomes would be struggling because they that's not the player that they are. Mm-hmm. And the Bears are, you're going to fit in this little box. If the Chiefs did that, if the Ravens did that, those quarterbacks would be struggling. No, they looked at it and said, let's build around these guys' yes. strengths. And you're watching elite quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so... I I do think that this last couple of weeks with Fields, we've seen a little bit of that, right? A little bit of his strengths as far as allowing him to run the ball. Now, I was nervous on Sunday. There was a lot of running, and that's how quarterbacks get hurt, mm-hmm. obviously. But it felt like they were giving him a little bit more of his style of play, yeah. especially this last Sunday, rather than making him what they want him to. So that, to me, was a good sign. I don't know. That looked good. Um, 
And then as far as, yeah, I feel like we talked about this last year with selling the team or like the upper management, like how do we keep going through so many coaches and GMs and same song and dance for them. So again, hopefully uh, Ryan Poles sticks around and he's the man to rebuild. I don't know. As far as the division for the Bears, really right now, it's kind of a shock, I guess, really, just because you, I wouldn't have really said this at the beginning of the year, but the Vikings are kind of taking the mm-hmm. division over I right know, now. right? Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, all of them are just playing really good or they're just getting really lucky on every single game right now mm-hmm. because they're just doing a great job. The Lions are struggling. The Packers, we talked to the Packers at the beginning. I don't know what's going on with the Packers. I mean, great. I'm not a Packers fan. Glad they lost. You do got to give Aaron Rodgers respect where respect is due. He has been pretty amazing over the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the crazy things that you've seen him do and that you're watching him do, you definitely aren't seeing that this year. No. no. I guess it also, yes, you got rid of receivers. You got rid of guys. You got you know young receivers. But even that, you're not seeing the same play out of Aaron Rodgers. And if you say, well, Aaron is playing at the same elite level, which I don't think that he is, well, that also then proves the point. Again, it's not just one person. So you get rid of Devontae Adams, who's your star receiver, and Aaron struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, Then you look at Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's doing okay, but... They're not the Raiders aren't doing so awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. it's not just one player right. that moves to a team or you have on your team. Yeah. Now you need a leader that's elite for sure. You need somebody like Rodgers and Mahomes and Brady and Peyton Manning and all these great quarterbacks that have stepped up. But it's your your team as a whole. And right now, I don't know what's going on with the Packers. I don't either. They have been struggling. And yeah, like you said, Devontae Adams is gone. And I feel that did affect Aaron Rodgers. And I think that really just affected him in the sense of he didn't really have the person. Like a lot of quarterbacks, they have that like receiver that they always go to. Like for Tua and Tyreek. That's kind of, and well now Jalen Waddle, But you know what I mean. And now that that's gone, he's been struggling a lot. I also think it's the haircut. But that's my own opinion. And I'm jumping on the haircut with yeah, you. We, we've been saying that. Yeah. Aaron, you got to get a different haircut. Mm-hmm. Not to really cut you off here, because I laughed about it. To be honest, I just I haven't necessarily paid attention. And, I mean, guys do their dances in the end zone all the time. Oh, you know, yes. you, yeah. you get you, which actually this brings to something you want to bring up, Aaron, and talk about as well, celebrating in the end zone. Mm-hmm. But guys do this all the time. And you see it. Some people are better at it than others. Mm-hmm. Some guys do it, and it's just awful. And then they, you know, even tweet about it, like, "Hey, it looked better in the mirror at home than it did on the field." And <laughs> yeah, we'll keep working on that. Jalen Waddle, I saw his touchdown, and he waddles like a penguin. Yes, he does. That's and awesome. it is the, it's the dorkiest, <laughs> but it is the, you know, you got a name waddle. like Waddle, and then that's your dance. I, it's just perfect. It is. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So you got Jalen Waddle scoring your touchdowns, waddling like a penguin. It definitely is the highlight to look up and oh, see yeah, because sure. it, it cracked me up. It, it's funny, but it's just perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. what else would you do? Yeah. That's your name. You might as well roll with it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, speaking of, you know, celebrations in the end zone after a touchdown uh it was so upsetting to me uh carolina and falcons 14 seconds left 
17 seconds left in the game. And Walker throws a Hail Mary, 62 yards to the end zone to DJ Moore. Just throws it up, basically. Hopefully he catches it. Two defenders on him. He catches the ball. He scores the touchdown. They're tied. He celebrates, but he takes his helmet off. And that's a penalty. You cannot take your helmet off when you're on the field. So he took his helmet off. Penalty pushes the extra point back. Panero misses the extra point, so they have to go into overtime. Falcons end up, that you know, they get the ball back and forth. Falcons end up getting the ball in overtime, uh, score a field goal, and win the game. You just lost a game that was so close, and he had it. It was an amazing—it could have been—it's just it's so hard because it was like— it's 62-yard Hail Mary. You catch the ball. Amazing. But mm. then you just blew it with your penalty because you took— And you're not even a rookie. This is not even a rookie mistake. It's—you took your helmet off. So, yes, I, I agree with you in—keep the helmet on, for sure. Because yeah. then there, there's no chance. Don't give a reason to throw a flag. Mm-hmm. But— couple things we could say is even going into overtime, okay, so they miss the extra point, they do go in the overtime, you still had an opportunity. Isaac and I have talked about this. You still have an opportunity to win the game. You still have an opportunity to step up. It's a whole team win and a whole team loss. They didn't lose the game right there. They did have an opportunity to go into overtime and win the game. Yeah, all the wins take it out of your sails yes, and Panero whatnot. Panero missed because that poor kicker well, missed that yes, extra field, okay, but I can, that extra point. But I can even go there. You're, you're, you're kicking an extra point 15 yards further back. Like, come on. You can still make the extra point. Like, to me, I'm yeah. looking at that kicker, too. Like, so the kicker missed the, the extra point yeah. at a further distance. I you then go to overtime, and then you still lost. I don't know. But I want to even go to... Mm-hmm. Was it really or should it have been a penalty? There's a lot of controversy. Again, don't take the helmet off. You know there is that potential of getting it. But from what I remember, and I'm actually looking at a picture right now, like he was outside the end zone. So technically not on the field, taking his helmet off, celebrating. Is that really a penalty? And I, and I, I, I don't know. Tony Dungy, Coach Tony Dungy, was tweeting about it as soon as it happened. Okay. Is this really a penalty? Is this not? Everybody's commenting. But then he posted shortly after that saying, our NBC rules analyst, Terry McCauley, says that according to the written rules, this should not have been called a penalty uh-huh. because Moore was not on the field hmm. when he took off his helmet. Interesting. Uh-huh. But then people will say, well, you need to take your helmet off when you're on the sideline. He wasn't on the sideline. Right. But again, you got the, the rules expert saying, technically, it shouldn't have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can just rewind to all of that going, how many calls over the last mm-hmm. several weeks have these refs, and I'm all for refs. We need refs. Refs are are in charge. There needs to be respect. There needs to be. There's going to be good calls. There's going to be bad calls. They're humans as well. We got all these replays, all these different things. New York can jump in and say this isn't a penalty. This isn't pass interference. But there's just been some really bonehead calls, yeah, in the last several weeks that you're like, really, what? It's making every fan go nuts. Like, there's no way that was roughing the passer. There's yeah, exactly. no way that was pass interference. The there's no way this was that. So you call that on the field. Why is New York not calling in going, 
hey, guys, you know what? He really wasn't on the field. Shouldn't have been a penalty. Oh, own it up. Suck up and be like, hey, we didn't. It's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. And again, though, they still could have missed the extra point. Mm-hmm. They could have. I mean, it's not a, it wasn't a guaranteed win. You pushed your uh, kicker back 15 yards because you took your helmet off. Well, right. I mean, yeah. leave your helmet on. Like, well, right. <laughs> to me, that it can just go right back to, to DJ Moore. Just leave your helmet on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, yeah. Waddle like a penguin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> the moral of the story there. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was just such a high and then low moment for him. I, yeah. It was frustrating to watch. It was frustrating to watch. And it was just crazy to see. And a lot of the celebrations that have been going on have just been so crazy. And people have just been taking it sometimes a little bit too far. But like we said, waddling like a penguin is sometimes the way out. And so, yeah, it's been it's been interesting to see. This week, just in general, was really good. And I like to see all of the plays the Jets have been doing really well. Obviously, Rokon Smith is gone, so we're still mourning his loss. But, yeah, there should be good stuff to come, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the future. Do you think the Eagles are going to continue to win, Isaac? I don't know. It depends on who they play against, because if they come up against a real challenge, like if they go against, like, the Chiefs or, like, well, I was going to say the Buccaneers, but the Panthers actually beat the Buccaneers 21-3 to last week, so I don't know well, anymore. Well, Tom Brady, we could throw him in the same category as Aaron Rodgers right now. Honestly. Mm-hmm. There's Too just old. A lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah. You know, it, it is a mental game. It is a physical game, mm-hmm. and I, that all plays a part. And you have a lot going on outside of football, and it causes you to struggle a little bit. But even that, you can sit there and go, well, a lot of guys have things that are going on outside and— uh, you know, out of football, and this is their time to come on the field and put all that behind them, and they're focused and they're lasered in. And I would say Tom is one of those guys. Things still affect you, but he also has age going against him mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just I'm not seeing the same stuff from him. It it is just weird that you got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers struggling. Matt Ryan bench. I mean, you got these veteran quarterbacks, guys that have played for years and have done fairly well. That like that whole generation of guys right yes. now. Yeah. Maybe it's just time to move on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think we're gonna see. I don't know. I I, I think we're gonna see these younger quarterbacks. Josh Allen's doing amazing. Obviously, you have some. Um, I think the one. That's really shocking me is Geno Smith with the Seahawks. Uh, you know, he's been he doing had an really amazing well. game last week. And I don't know. I yeah, I think I think Tom and Aaron are kind of on their way out and probably I would be surprised if either one of them were in the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of them are going to be, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, in previous years, uh, for sure last year. they make year, the playoffs. Right. For sure last year, I was like, yeah, both of them are going in, you know. I, I could see either one of them going to the Super Bowl, and um, obviously neither one of them did. But, um, you know, I think we probably, yeah. I don't see them making the playoffs, playoffs either. Like, no. so yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, think I, don't, I don't see the, either of them being in football next year. I think right. both of them are going to realize we do have to move on. Geno Smith, he's been in the league for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I can go back to what Brett said. is just that system play and mm-hmm. finding the guy. Pete Carroll. He has really stepped up and owned the position. I think that there's a lot when you're struggling, when you're benched so many times, when you're pulled, mm-hmm. when you hop to different teams. 
and not everybody, because you could watch other quarterbacks that just struggle. Some guys are just made to be backups, backup mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Right? Nick I was Foles. trying to be nice about it, but like, <laughs> you, you really, like, yeah, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is an amazing cleanup quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's just not a starter. Yeah, he's won a Super Bowl, but it, that's him coming in and cleaning everything up. Some guys are just really good at doing that. And then you got a guy like Geno Smith that's kind of been his career. He's just struggled everywhere. And then all of a sudden, he's just flourishing. He's got a little chip on his shoulder of, hey, I have this ability, but it's also the system. I think right now, if you had Geno Smith on the Bears, it would be the next same song and dance with Geno Smith, and everybody would be going, Geno's washed up. We got to get rid of him. And is he going to be in the league much longer and whatnot? Right. Right. Mm. And another one. Uh, Russell Wilson, look at him. I mean, you know, he comes from the Seahawks. He had a great system with, you know, the Seahawks. Comes from the Seahawks to the Broncos. Broncos are all excited. And he just won, I think, just his second game last week, right, in England? That was just the second win of the year. I mean, he's struggling with the Broncos. That's got to be a great, great gig. You're getting like $250 million (laughs) to just... Lose. struggle yeah but it to has to be still i mean you think about the memes all of that the, go around yeah, know, like right? somebody just robbed the bank and you know yeah. wanted 250 million dollars like, but come on what does that do to you emotionally do you know how many fans are so mad and people are so upset with him and call, uh, saying like i understand the money's there but like really he was hoping i'm sure to win more games than two and to not struggle like he is, but again, it's a system. But, but so you it's can't one, well, one right take... is the system working for him, but two, they're in their kind of rebuilding stage, mm-hmm. and they are thinking. We're thinking. I, I don't know what they're thinking actually was, but from what you can see on the outside, it's going. We're going to dump all our money. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring in one guy and think everything's going to change, right. and the one guy is struggling. And I don't think that it's just him. It is everything around him. All three phases are struggling. Offense, defense, special teams, the offensive line, the defense. Like Everybody is struggling. So it it, it makes it worse. He can't just come in and be the miracle guy that makes the team win. But you do watch him, and I I feel like he's just stuck in his own head right now. Mm -hmm. He's just not – he's not playing his game that we've seen over the years – Mm-hmm. Is he trying to be into a new system that's not working? Mm-hmm. You're you're watching the games and he's not running the ball. Like I don't know. You're just you're not seeing seeing the scrambling, awesome Russell Wilson of old. I mean, he's getting older too, but he's still he's got years to go. Yeah, there, there's there's young. to me that's not even an excuse really for him. He's right. just he's stuck in his own head right now this year. But he was with the Seahawks for so long too, right? I mean, so you have a system that you're used to, and then you get put in with the Broncos. Yeah, it's going to take a while for you to—he's confused. I mean, it looks like he's confused out there, right? But maybe he's trying to fit, again, a Seahawks system into the Broncos doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn a whole new system. It it just—I don't know. I mean, I think we kind of saw it a little bit with Brady going to Bucks, right? He had a—I mean, not as— Hard of a first season, I don't think, but he he struggled um, in the beginning, and seeing him move into a different system, we questioned. Yeah, but what that was, was happen. well, right? But that yeah, was also Tom Brady, and then you had Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. and like right now, there's there's some calls that this 
this head coach is making that you're just like, what is going on? So it's just the perfect storm right now that it feels like $250 million is getting washed down the drain. This year, yeah, that's basically what's happening. We'll see what happens next year. So I don't know. That's why we keep watching football. Aaron, it's awesome having you with us. We will make sure that you're back with us. (laughs) I'm still going with the Buffalo Bills. I I think that they are just phenomenal right now and doing an awesome job. Fly, Eagles, fly. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't rule out the Eagles. Yes, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and Giants. It's kind, it's of, easy. kind of an easy yeah. coast. But again, strange things know. have happened. Stranger you things. never know. They can lose the whole rest of the season, not even make the playoffs. I mean, that's what the crazy aspect of football is. Mm. So we will see. All right, Isaac, it's going to be fun to talk next week, kind of break things down. Don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts, comment on the Podbean app, and send us an email, favoritegridiron at gmail.com. See you.